This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 185, recorded on September 25th, 2014. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all your favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your home. News, reviews, product updates and conversation all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here in Bellevue, Nebraska. Although tonight we're in uh, in Brussels, Belgium, or at least uh, close to that, so we have an international podcast tonight. And, of course, we are live each and every week out uh, at aver- theaverageguy.tv. If you have questions, comments, or contributions, you can contact the show, send us an email, jim at theaverageguy.tv. You can find me on Twitter, just at jcollison. And now call in those questions, and actually Kyle did that this week, and we'd love to have you call those in, 402-478-8450. That is a U.S. number, so if you're overseas, use Skype to call in on that, and we'll play your question or comment right here on the show. And now Home Gadget Geeks is a part of the Geeks Network. Find the links to this show and all the other great podcasts out at thegeeksnetwork.com. Join us in chat. Watch and listen live on YouTube and on Spreaker, although tonight we turn the Spreaker off because i got some other things going on. And find all the navigation over at theaverageguy.tv. All right, we have got, uh, like I mentioned before, we've got a little bit of an international show tonight. Before we introduce our guest, let me throw that over to our regular and coming in from his uh, headquarters at uh, the University of Maryland College Park, Christian Johnson. Christian, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Uh, Made it to the end of the week, and it's uh, no class Friday for me tomorrow, so I'll be living it it large tomorrow. And uh, had some good presentation work done today on the NSF research I've been doing for the past uh, four four or five, almost six months now. Uh, So it was a good good culmination of all that work so far and uh, ready to kick it on the show. Very cool. All right, well, welcome. And uh, we want to welcome our guests coming in from Brussels, Belgium, and, and Frederick from Atsy, A-D-S-Y dot M-E. Frederick, how are you? Fine, thank you. Uh, I woke up now. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we needed to give you a little bit of time. We've, we have uh, woken you up in the middle of the night. It's yeah. uh, Is it like 3 a.m.? Is that is that what it is yeah, right now? it's 3 a.m., almost 3 a.m., yeah. Yeah, so you're a trooper. You you go on my list of, of the most awesome... Uh, Europeans that I know, because most of the rest of them go to sleep. I mean, you ever try and do a late podcast with anybody in the UK or anybody mm-hmm. in Germany? I can't get anybody to uh, stay yeah. up late there. Here yeah. in the US, I mean, I'm up till midnight one every single night doing stuff. I have, but... uh, I'm usually up until midnight, but yes, uh, as I told you, I just I just left for two hours to be fresh for the podcast. Well, I, I appreciate that, and it's great to have you on. Let's before we dig into the product, uh, to the the software that you guys are building. Let's talk a little bit about you. Just give us kind of your background, and then maybe kind of lead us up to how you got the company started. Okay, so um, I'm not that young. Um, I just turned forty. Uh, so I started a, in the early days on the of the internet in the year 2000, 2001. I mean, internet internet services. Um, I was one of the first uh, to. Uh, sell logos and ringtones for feature phones in Europe. Uh, so the monophonic ringtones and the, and the black and white logos. I don't know whether you had that in the U.S. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, ringtones yeah. were big business here yeah. for a while. Yeah. Back, in, back in the days. So we did it for a few years. Um, so I did it for a few years. And then uh, I switched to a, a consumer loan service via SMS. So where people were texting uh, 
a short code to apply for a, for a, for a, yeah credit if you want. So I sold this brand to a, a bank in Paris. Um, then I moved into circus. I had my own circus with circus dance for two years. C circus? Is yes. Circus. Like animals yeah. and. Oh, not really. Animals. More like uh, a small size Cirque du Soleil, you know, something okay. like that. All right. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, Interesting. Theater and musician and, mm. uh, and actors and uh, circus performers. Um, I produce. Cool. I'm also producing rock bands, so I produce a few rock bands. I, the most well known in the U.S. should be the Boxer Rebellion. Maybe you heard about them. I haven't, but I'm I'm more okay, of a podcaster cool. than I am a music guy, okay, so, so that doesn't yeah. mean anything. I'm I've a, I'm some a, folks in chat now. I'm a music geek, <laughs> and uh, also, and then uh, I started again in mobile in um, two years ago with this project. Um, I wanted to get, to get back to to tech after a few years of uh, music and entertainment, and uh, that's what brings us here. Well, Frederick, let me tell you, you're 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 still young by our standards, right? We're in our forties <laughs> too. I am now. Christian, he's yeah. he's young, right? Yeah, he's, he's the kid. He's hyper young. Yeah, yeah. But many of our listeners are fifties and sixties, so we're uh, we're yeah. the young kids. Let me just okay, tell you cool. at this point. So and 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 you know I'm young when I'm the one that knows what Box Rebellion is and has it downloaded to my iTunes. And, ah, that's great. That's cool. Christian, give us a little give us a little uh, a review of uh, Boxer Boxer Rebellion. They're a, uh, you know, they're a nice alternative sound. They're kind of, uh, I don't know how to, if you like Coldplay, but you like some more kind of subdued out there stuff, I think it would fall in the category of Box Rebellion. They have a nice mix of, of tunes. They're not as uh, common in the States, uh, but I, you know, there's a fair amount of people that I know who are alternative junkies like I am that all have it on their iPods. So I think I, I'm trying to remember the name of their album, but I think I bought the one that came out in like 2011 or 2012. We've had uh, four albums now um, so far: uh, Exit, Union, um, The Cold Steel, and the latest one is Promises. Oh, so I just completely so you're in that in that group? I no, I'm not. That. I'm not in the group. Uh, I'm an investor in the band. Okay, so, gotcha. Uh, in their management company in London. Yeah. Gotcha. You're yeah. the man, Frederick. You're the man. That's the one they're rebelling I, against. I, right? I, oh, I pay, the man I, is holding I, me down. I pay the bills. I paid some bills. At yeah. least. I, I definitely <laughs> bought the EP for, uh, I think, uh, the Union one. Uh, yeah. Union was when they did uh, a movie in the U.S. called Going the Distance. Hmm. Uh, it was a rom-com with Drew Barrymore and Justin Long, the Mac guy. You know, in the Mac versus PC. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think I remember hearing about it. So very yeah. cool. Well, just so you're a you're a you're a celebrity, and so thanks. Again uh, no, I'm not a celebrity. <laughs> I'm just a random guy. <laughs> well, hey, let's talk about Atsy, and and we came across this. I can't I can't remember. I'm trying to think how I came across this. I read a blog post, or mm -hmm. I saw it online, and I thought, and I've always been looking for. Uh, a mobile app that I could easily turn into an RSS feed reader or a, a podcast player for the show here because we we get a lot of, I get a lot of folks, a lot of the listeners are techie and so they don't have any problem using a Beyond Pod or the, the applications that come out. But we're trying to branch out a little bit and I'm trying to make it super easy for folks to listen to podcasts and we I saw your app. So talk a little bit about this platform and I'll, I'll encourage people, adsy.me, go out there right now, whether you're listening at home or you're listening live, pop out to the site. Super simple, but but talk about the genesis of it. How'd you guys come up with the concept? What were you shooting for? 
So the, the, the idea that we had was to create a mobile app to create mobile apps. So a uh, kind of an inception concept, if you want. Um, but very, very early, um, we came to the conclusion that we wanted to do something on the web instead of having a native application. So not something that you would download from uh, from um, the App Store or from Google Play, uh, but something that you could just use in the browser of your mobile phone, an iOS or an Android phone. Uh, so we started this project as a mobile web app. So if you open etsy.me on your in Safari or in Chrome or on, on your iPhone or on your Nexus uh, or uh, L, I don't know Samsung S5 or whatever, it will work immediately. So you don't need to download anything. And then we we decided to actually port or yes, port does the word the 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 mobile web app to PC so that you can use it on your PC also. So you can open it on your uh, laptop, on your desktop PC, in your browser, um, in, uh, in Safari, in Chrome, or in Firefox. Not in, in not Internet Explorer for technical reasons. So basically, it's a cross-platform web applications to create basic uh, web applications. So that's the concept. Yeah, that's the concept. And, you know, it it's um, very easy to use. Let me, um, on a mobile device, I mean, it, it, it really just takes up the whole screen for demonstration purposes I'm going to share my screen out and uh, and so folks can kind of see mm -hmm. and Frederick oh, yeah. maybe you can let me let me let me block on that so it stays up in there and so maybe you can talk we can kind of do a little bit of a live demo on this I will uh, I've signed up I have a username and login I've created a little app so let's look at my app and then maybe you can walk me through a few other things that we've done in this and so so my goal initially um, was to, and this is, this is, I don't think I'm going to give away any information by people looking at this, no. that's going to matter, but, and so I have an inbox, and, and you've kind of created a little bit of a social feel to this as well, right? There's ways to share. Oh, yeah, so because, because basically when you, when you create something, as uh, you said, you need to sign up, so we've got your user account created around you, and we will just uh, display the different Etsy apps that you create on your user account, and then... We gradually, we're gradually building the social network around this, so following other users, uh, potentially in the near future messaging other users, um, and also all the discovery part around it that we are, that we are, that we are building. So uh, the whole idea around this is that we've been working now for uh, more approximately two years on the on the platform on the concept, and the idea is to just iterate on the format and use the format for something else. I will maybe tell you, tell you a bit later what we're planning to do in the next three, two, three weeks, which will be kind of a scoop for you tonight. Oh, very cool. uh, but uh, yes, so all the work that we've been doing was around, okay, let's create something which is smooth, sexy, and, uh, and easy to use in the browser of a smartphone. And here you are on your PC and you can see there's a kind of emulator around the experience just to show you that the, the format is optimized for smartphones. Uh, but you, you can display it as, you, as you're doing now on your PC. And uh, I think that it was three weeks ago, we released a feature uh, for sharing purposes where you can embed a creation uh, on a blog uh, or on a website. So you can take an Etsy app that you've created, uh, you've got a snippet of code, and you can embed it uh, like a YouTube video. Um, oh. Okay. Uh, on your website. Maybe. Yeah, that, that might be helpful. You know, again, with my purpose of this to be kind of to create this 
alternative uh, RSS feed or RS reader or podcast player, right, where I can, when I post something out there or I post a most recent video or make it easy for me to post a video out there. And then I want folks to be able to scroll through and watch it. So let's look at my app real quick. I know you've looked through this. I haven't changed it much since the last time we talked. But mm -hmm. just for demonstration purposes, let me walk through what I've got, and then you maybe can walk me through some other things as well. Yeah. So and I'll and I'll be honest, this is like a very or this is like an hour or two worth of work. Maybe not even that. So yeah, we can show we can show one about the Boxer Rebellion later. Yeah, yeah, and maybe you can share your screen and because that might be more efficient uh, to have you walk through it. And how do and, I do it basically? Uh, do it that um, way. Let me pop in here real quick, and I'll and I'll say here's the here's the app creation piece that I've created, and and if I wanted to create a new one, I've got a draft down here below, but this is the actual app that I have created right here. I actually have to click the button on the right on the right mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> the right web page, and so I'm going to go uh, at this case. I'm just gonna, I'll go into view mode to start, and so this is just going to pull up the way it's going to look yeah. um, on the site. And if I was on the phone, I would and I push that arrow. It would push it down to the very, you know, in this case, it would push it down to the very next screen, right? At this point. Yeah. So, and so, yeah, on your phone, you can't, you don't have the two arrows that you you're showing at the moment on the phone or on the tablet. You just swipe uh, up and down with your fingers. So um, it's just because um, most people don't have a touch screen on their PC. Mm -hmm. They can't play with their fingers, so we just had two arrows there. So. Yeah, no, that's great. It gives me the uh, the ability to emulate a swipe up or a swipe down. So, in this case, we had interviewed. Um, uh, we had interviewed, and I'm, I'm her name is escaping me, but Social Bro, and um, and so this was the podcast that I I put together uh, with them. I laid a graphic behind it. I embedded a YouTube video in there, and I put a little graphics. And if mm -hmm. you push that, it'll automatically play the YouTube video for you. And the thought was, is I could always keep the most updated podcast that we do here. This is 179 or on 185, so about five or six weeks ago. You could put the most recent uh, episode always on the front, and then if people wanted to scroll down and get some of the other podcasts that were in the network, they could scroll through those and click any one of those buttons. Um, ideally, it'd be great for me in the future if that would auto-update for me in some way. We can talk about that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. But that was kind of my, you know, so I rolled through those. I put about four or five out there, an easy way for someone to come to the network, so to speak, or to click on it. What I liked about it, Frederick, is that I didn't have to submit this to an Apple store or a Google Play store. It just works on the web. Yeah, if you, if you click on the, on the sharing button at the top right there, you will see the different ways to share it. So you've got a, a URL, which is the, the direct URL to, the, uh, to this uh, little ATIA. Then you can share it directly to social network. And if you, if you just, with your mouse or, I don't know, your trackpad, uh, uh, scroll down a little bit in this thing, yeah, you see the snippet of code that you can use to embed it on your website. So if you take this, uh, this thing, and if you open any HTML uh, service, uh, Tumblr, for instance, or whatever, or WordPress, you just... Um, throw this uh, in the code and it will play uh, without without uh, a phone emulator around it it will play uh, it will play it uh, so you can add it so if I wanted to add that here yeah, would you, I you go to text you go to text okay you get a text there yeah uh, then you go to HTML HTML you tap on it on the bar there HTML yeah okay. cool then you you paste it. Uh, okay, you've got everything. Then you do post, or you can put a title if you want. Test or something. Yeah. That. Yeah. And then you just post it. Post. Yep. 
it's done. And then you just open the, the blog. Oh, no, open the blog there oh. on the. Oh, no. oops. Yeah, but you see it. Okay, yep. cool. No, that's fine. You see, and then so, uh, and, and then you don't have. It, it's just the uh, the square and and the and the toolbar. But as you see, you don't have any any phone uh, Chrome around it. Because, ah, very cool. Uh, it's an embed. And you can have multiple ones on the same page. You could imagine that you you can create something like a Pinterest grid of six, eight, ten, or whatever uh, different apps on the same page. So because the concept around that is not that you would always maintain the one and the same app. You can create some. Yeah, you cannot like your own app. Oh, um, but uh, you can you can uh, you can create Etsy apps for different purposes. So if you want to promote a, an event, if you want to uh, invite someone to a barbecue party or whatever, you can just uh, you can just create an Etsy app for it. So you don't have to just stick to the same one and maintain it because anyway, your visitors can go to your profile. Um, and see the different apps that you have created. So if you click on on your avatar in the middle, uh, there it will bring you to the profile. You, you you just have one, but you could have multiple ones. You could have if if you type my if instead of G Collison in the top bar of your menu, if mm -hmm. you type Etsy there, so just add Etsy, A D S Y, not me Etsy. Yeah, tap up, go. You see, you've got a plenty of of apps that I've created, and you you even see how many people are following me, which is the number of registered users at the moment. So oh, I was going to um, ask you that question, so that, uh, that yeah. satisfies that. So you have about twenty twenty some thousand users. Yeah, on on the right is twenty thousand eight hundred thirty five registered users. That's how many we've registered since April. Um, and you see here different different apps. If you if you swipe, if you just scroll down, you will see plenty plenty of them. Uh, for instance, yeah, if you go to always, you see always there. Uh, yep, this is one about uh, the boxer rebellion latest single always. Um, and uh, you can have a video of, of it. You can if you if you type on Facebook there, type there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You can embed a Facebook uh, feed. Uh, directly in an app. That's something we released, I think, last month, two months ago. Yeah, you guys so, are really working on this, right? I mean, this is something you're actively at. When I talked to you a month ago before we booked you on here, mm -hmm. you, it seems like, talk about your developer that's working with you because there's a lot of, I mean, you guys are quickly iterating, right? Uh, yeah, it's just the two of us. So I'm not yeah. a developer. I'm, I'm like more a product guy. Uh, and uh, my partner in the in the venture, Alex, is a JavaScript HTML5 uh I would say genius, since you can see from what he's doing, uh, and yeah, we've been. That's the reason why it took so long, also to be honest, because it's a very small, uh, lean team, uh, and uh, and we've been working on it on this for for yeah, for quite a long time now. Uh, we haven't really promoted it since we released it because we wanted to keep uh, improving the the format, uh, working with the users, seeing what they're doing. Um, so we've built also a big ass dashboard behind the scenes to see what's going on and moderate the apps and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, it's a pre it's a really big project. I mean, technically it's just crazy. Uh, I can I can I can tell you, uh, and I can just give you a hint of what what we'll be doing. So yeah. if you click on Rock in California, so uh, you see with the rock sign there on the on the right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. This one. So this is an example of. Uh, it, it would give you a hint of what we would be doing with the format. So if you just swipe down uh, or go down with the, the arrows, 
So you will see just like an introduction square. So yeah, just to, to give also your, your viewers an idea of how the, the concept in terms of format. Um, so each page of an Etsy app is a square, okay? So you can like it basically. And yeah, you can like it because it's my app and yeah, you see Boom 2 there. <laughs> you, you had a nice uh, animation. Um, so basically each page is a square. On a square, you can throw whatever you want. You can throw text, as you can see, small, uh, small shapes like this arrow or the, the drum kit there. Uh, you can move them around, scale them, change the font, whatever. We can show that maybe, uh, later. Uh, you can also put their uh, YouTube video player, SoundCloud player. So if you go down, for instance, you see there you've got a SoundCloud player on uh, top, on the bottom left of the of the of the thing. So if you play on on this, yeah. Uh, oh, there's a problem, but uh, uh, it should play. Okay, cool. Uh, you see the Twitter feed there. Okay, so there you can see the, this guy has got a Twitter feed about him. Um, and okay, so we can close it. So this is a square about the band. So uh, this guy, uh, you see his picture in the background, you see some text, you see a SoundCloud player, or you see a Twitter feed. If you go down, you will see another band. Okay, and if you go down, another band. So, so the, uh, the idea when I created this one for, uh, for the bands, was to tell them, okay, uh, I've created a, an Etsy app about the band from uh, the Walloon region in Belgium, the, the French-speaking part in south of Belgium, and this is an app featuring a few rock bands. Most of them went quite crazy about it. They started sharing the app URL on social networks. Um, they were very excited. And we had more than 1,000 visits, uh, like in two days, just for this random app about random bands. None of those guys are as well known as the Boxer Rebellion, to be honest. Um, and so it gave me the idea that uh, I've been doing that also in the past. Uh, it gave me the idea of creating a service uh, where actually uh, all the squares in the app would be anything from bands to small businesses, uh, uh, models, uh, uh, any kind of subject summed up into a, into a square. And then where users, you users, visitors, would be able to vote for those elements, uh, content units, and move the squares in the top list. So a bit like a chart, like a top 50 chart of the billboard, if you want, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what we'll be introducing. So it will be a bit reskinned in terms of experience. So the central element at the top won't be uh, the link to uh, the profile, but it will become a big ass like button where you can just like and move the squares around in the top list. And the idea around this is that uh, the, the participants in the top will uh, invite their fans to vote for them and move them and push them to the top of the top list, if you want. And at the end of the period, um, the number one, so the, the first one in the list of 50, for instance, will get a featured promotion sent out to all the voters of the top. So let's imagine 50 bands, each of them gets 100 votes on average. Uh, so that's 5,000 voters altogether. At the end of the contest, we send an email to the 5,000 people saying, hey, this was, this is the number one of the list. So actually it gives them like a hockey stick leverage effect, if you want, if they are the number one, 
um, and it gives them uh, the eyeballs of all the, the voters uh, in the contest. So we will repeat that for plenty of different verticals, plenty of different use cases, and we will distribute the widget that you saw earlier on your blog, so this concept of embedded at CFs, mm -hmm. on media uh, websites like uh, newspapers, websites, TV websites, radio websites, uh, where we will actually distribute those widgets so that they can create also their own tops with us. And that. So that, that would, that would be the, the first commercial iteration, if you want, of the, of the format. Yeah, and I could see you could add podcasters into that. If you have a podcast network, you could yeah. create, right, each show would have its own square, and they could yeah. vote on that, and you could you could uh, do a variety that way. So, yeah, yeah, so so the, the default unit uh, of Etsy in this iteration will become this square, where on the square you kind of give a, a visit count of, uh, of, the, of the business, of the creative person, the artist, uh, the designer, the whatever you can you can think about. You see here, you've got a YouTube video on the on the on the right of this one. Um, so uh, so yeah, so that that's that's the idea, that's the concept, and so we will add new um, a new uh, plugins uh, to add new services on those squares. Uh, we could imagine that we have uh, so we'll have, for instance, Vimeo for videos, Bandcamp for sounds. We could have a small at some point RSS. Uh, feed reader, which in the same way that you display, uh, you saw uh, so, um, this uh, feed, Twitter feed or Facebook feed, we can have the same kind of thing for an RSS feed displaying a list, for instance. That's not a big deal. Um, so we will add new plugins so that you can actually create something very cool in a square, and then those squares can be reused, recycled, if you want, from one top to the other. So we can just take the squares, reshuffle them, and uh, create a new tub based on the squares. So that would be the format. You bet. Frederick, what kind of feedback are you getting from you know users as far as you know, you, you're, you're outside the typical app infrastructure. You're different than responsive design, right? I mean, this mm -hmm. is really kind of a new genre in some ways, at least yeah. for me, the first time I've seen this, this kind of activity going on for apps development. What kind of feedback are you getting from your users? I mean, most of the engaged ones are very excited about it. They create usually multiple ones for different use cases. The most typical use cases I've had so far, I, I didn't chase them, but were churches. So churches, like, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. you know, uh, like church leaders uh, promoting their, uh, obviously, Sunday events or their youth camps or whatever they, they can think about. Yeah. Uh, so they, they create uh, truckloads of them. Uh, musicians, obviously, uh, event like conferences, organizers making an app about their conference, uh, and and also kids like teenagers making a kind of GeoCities kind of uh, web app using uh, using Etsy to share uh, random passions. Uh, my kids who are age, I mean the two older oldest ones, age nine and eleven, they're using it to just create uh, small, um, I would say, web websites on steroids for mobile. Yeah. Well, so, and uh, let's, uh, let's not forget the magic of this is it's really meant to be built on, on a uh, mobile device. Yeah, the development was, mm -hmm. on the multiple device, right? I mean, that's how I started doing it. Was I, mm -hmm. And it was funny. I was at church. I had a break in between some stuff we were doing, and I was messing around with it. I was like, hey, wait a minute. I can just do this right on my phone. I mean, I don't have to get on a PC to do development. I can do it right there on the phone. 
Yeah, so it goes both ways. You can you can start on your PC, publish it, and then uh, modify it on the go. So if you want to correct a typo, or if you want to add a new picture, or if you if you do some kind of visual blogging, if you want, um, you can and you can start it on your phone um, on the go, uh, and you can uh, modify it on your PC. So it's really cross-platform. Um, that that that's the cool the cool fact about it, and. Uh, some people thought in the beginning that you had to be on the app store to create something uh, targeted at mobile, and we, we just proved without any kind of advertising that people can just connect with something uh, if it were if it just works uh, also uh, in the browser of the mobile. But to be honest, it's really the first time that I see something that advanced in the browser of a mobile phone. Usually, it's like a piece of crap what you see. Uh, uh, in the world of mobile web apps, so uh, it, but there's no secret. I mean, it took a long, long, long time to uh, to develop something like this. Uh, not not three weeks, you know, not the usual uh, accelerator kind of project that you see uh, in in, uh, in eight weeks or right. twelve weeks. Yeah. You know. Christian, you have a question. Yeah, I was just curious if uh, you could talk a little bit about what types of resource consumption and app size um, ADC takes, because uh, I imagine there's a lot of pre-compiled libraries to build and interact with the different objects that people may include or exclude. Uh, I mean, it doesn't take a lot. Uh, as, as far as we're concerned, all of this was uh, written from scratch, so there's no jQuery mobile or all those uh, JavaScript libraries used in the in the Etsy apps. It was really written from scratch by by Alex. So it's like uh, just to give you a rough idea, it's almost it's more than fifty thousand lines of code for the main for the main app. So it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, it's like uh, the, the Bible uh, in terms of size. Uh, but there's I mean it's it's really fresh code. So it wasn't I mean for the geeks uh, it, it's it's not something that uh, that's a compilation of existing frameworks uh, like Ionic or Famous or whatever. Gotcha. Uh, it, 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 it's something re really fresh. And then uh, obviously we load some uh, external uh, uh, resources for YouTube, SoundCloud, and this kind of thing. But it's pretty, it's, it's pretty, pretty light. Uh, so it's 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 quite fast. Uh, but we don't. Uh, we advise people not to create like 100-page apps because that would take ages to load uh, in the mobile browser. So the, the typical format we've seen so far is five to ten pages, and then people tend to create another one uh, if they want to if they want to create if you want to focus on another subject. Because anyway, all those little Etsy apps are together. Uh, on their uh, user profile, so it's no, there's no, re there's no reason to create like something which is 150 pages long. Uh, it's, it's not the typical format. Sure. And so yeah, so apart from that, uh, I mean every, every, yeah, every single aspect of this app is, it's like I would say an innovation in terms of UX. Uh, I, I saw that Christian was playing with the magic touch function, which is pretty cool. Uh, I see that in the small in the small uh, term there. So the magic touch is when you create a, when you want to create a link to another page or to one of those uh, uh, iframes like Twitter or Facebook, you just highlight the zone with your finger on your phone or with your mouse on your PC, and it creates this kind of uh, fluo marker uh, zone that you can see on the little thumbnail there. 
uh, and then you choose your target. So it's a, uh, I mean, I, I had never seen that before. So that's something that we created, but just to paint this zone, you know, the zone on a piece of text or on a shape, just to do this kind of thing to like weeks of development. <laughs> right. uh, because it's really painting a zone with some pixels around the line. So it's not a bounding box like if you, let's imagine you paint a diagonal on, on, on a rectangle. Uh, if you use the, the usual way of the, if you do the, the usual way, you would have like a big rectangle that would be clickable. But here we just, if you, if you draw a line, that's just the line which is clickable, which is pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah, and so you can see how easy, I mean, as you've been talking, yeah. so I added text, I added a YouTube video in here, I highlighted an area, and typically you'd, I'd put the text in first, yeah. and then maybe highlight the area of the text. So, and if but, you go on view mode, yeah, at the top there, uh, you would just remove, yeah, you see you remove the, the zones, and then uh, and then if you created the, the link, it would go to the target. Okay, yeah, that's, so that, I, that's, that's an external target, yeah. Yep. Yep, and so, so you can see how useful that is. it would yeah. it would invoke the browser on a yeah. on a phone. It would invoke the browser log. Exactly. Uh, yeah. 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 So uh, and uh, so, so how yeah. How do I he, get the um? How do I get the social options in there? Like if I wanted to add my Facebook. Page. Okay, I will show you. So just 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 tap on on the little ends to activate the magic touch on the on the left. So the little end, the, the magic icon. Okay, then go to the zone that you highlighted. Okay, the zone. Yeah, there, for instance. Tap there. Okay, so then you edit, edit. So the, the yeah, the button there. Then you go to iframe embed. Yeah, and then you choose Twitter ah, feed, for instance, okay. or Facebook. Yeah, here we'll do a Twitter uh, feed. Okay, Twitter feed, and then you put your handle without the ads. So without the the yeah, like this. Then you go validate. Then you go view mode. Okay. View mode at the at the top. Cool, and then you tap on click. Yeah, Boom. and then you see the guy. Wow, that's that's spectacular. I mean, that was just like three clicks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty cool. It's it's one of these things. As I've been trying to explain it to people, I it it doesn't um it doesn't necessarily you know they're, they they don't get it right away. So I, I'll encourage you if you're no, listening no. to the audio of this because a lot of my listeners it's audio only. Head over mm -hmm. to our YouTube page. And um, and look it up because it's it, the links will be there. The, everything you need to see. Watch the video of this because I'm not a very creative guy, Frederick. And uh, yeah, and uh, so I, I created this pretty quick, right? I mean, imagine somebody who's creative. Some of the things they could do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, and just to give you a bit of feedback and context around the, what we've seen so far. So the, the, actually, the, the one and only challenge with the with the Etsy app as it is today. Has been to uh, have people creative enough and also dedicate more than 15 seconds, which is like the average, or even eight seconds, which is like the average people tend to dedicate to a digital task today, uh, to start creating something. I mean, the main obstacle is the fact that most people, and you, I guess you see that also in the US, suffer from attention deficit disorder today. Uh, apparently, we have the attention span of a goldfish uh, <laughs> at the uh, at the moment, which is which yeah. is the main the main issue uh, that young people are facing today. So uh, that's also the reason why we 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 are we're thinking about plenty of I would say iterations of the format optimized for visitors more even than for creators, because creators typically 
in any uh, online service would be like 1% of the audience, curators 9% of the audience, and visitors basically tapping on links 90% of the audience. So, uh, so you need to have a format which works for the creators, like the minority of the worldwide population, and for the visitors, like the vast majority of, of, of the people on her. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, but that's a pretty cool format for consumption, so it, it, it does the job for visitors, and that's a nice format for creators. So it does the job for people like me for creation purposes. Yeah, yeah, no, very good. I think it's... I think it's got a lot. I'd love for our community here, and and you know we get we get a lot of folks that listen to this. I'd love for them to jump over there and try this out, and then send me. Uh, you can email those Jim at theaverageguy.tv. Share them on Twitter at Jay Collison. Um, share with me your creations. I am like my son is an artist. I need to share this with him. He would be able to really do some great stuff with this. Um, you know, again, not I, I make very functional stuff. It was funny when I was talking to you. You're like. Oh, give me a give me a, a few hours, and I'll make a really good one for you. And I, I felt really bad. I'm like, ooh, mine must not be very good. Um, but it's one no, of those it's, things. It's, it's just that because it's very visually oriented. If you've never been like a visual designer, I mean, it, 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 usually we you hear this uh, this phrase which says that it's not because you give word or pages to someone that sudden all of a sudden they become another writer, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not because you give a tool to someone that all of a sudden they become an artist. Um, so that that's we we give the open canvas and then people throw whatever they want in the open canvas. So we've got you know visual artists by trade who can just uh, do some awesome stuff visually speaking, and then we we've got people who use it for more functional purposes. And and, and it's like an open platform, so I cannot feel. Uh, you know, I cannot have I cannot have any feelings about it. <laughs> I just I just see what's happening and uh, yeah. and and, uh, and 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 what people are no. making of it. So you know, very cool, Frederick. I'd I'd love to spend more time with you. We've got a hard stop tonight, just in the sense that cool. I've got another podcast to do in Korea. But I want to say thanks for waking up super early again to do this, uh, Christian. Any final thoughts from you before we before we let Frederick go? I was just wondering if we could give the quick 60 seconds of what um, you envision the social component of this platform being, because I know that's something you've talked about a lot with building. Okay, but the social component is basically the same kind of uh, thing you would think about uh, about Instagram on one side or Tumblr. Uh, so when you go on Instagram, you post a picture and you can see the pictures posted by the other people. In the same way that here you can see uh, through the profiles of other people, people that you follow, uh, uh, what they're creating. So it's like uh, the basic social uh, network that you would think about linked to a content creation platform. You know, okay. so yeah. uh, that 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 that's the idea. Just to 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 yeah, to see what other people are doing and and in the same way you would uh, browse through Instagram pictures in a feed if you want. That's the idea. Very cool. Well, we will look forward to. We'll mess around with it. I'm going to try and get to, um, get our community to give it give it a shot. See what they come up with. See how mm -hmm. creative. We saw a whole bunch of examples on your. I assume on the site there's some examples as well that yeah, people can yeah. look at to get ideas. We featured some of them. So if they are really awesome, we feature them. So that's uh, that's also uh, well, there's the challenge, right? Make yeah, a really yeah. awesome one. So you and you'll be featured. Yeah, All exactly. Right. Very and cool. And you get then in, you can get in the newsletter sent to twenty thousand people there. If you are really good. Very nice. Well, Frederick, again, thank you for uh, 
for burning a little bit of the midnight oil. Go back to bed now and get some rest. <laughs> thanks, Hopefully you won't have any nightmares on this. We'll no, get some follow-up. Thanks for having me. Thanks you for having me. You're welcome. We'll get some follow-up. Can we stay in touch with you maybe in a, in a couple months, maybe have you back on again and yeah. see how things are progressing? Maybe we'll get some traction on some, some folks creating apps. Would you be open to that? Yeah, we, we, we show you, like, in two months, you will have the top list iteration that I talked about, and you will yeah. see some top lists and how it Very goes. Good. And that would be an interesting move. Perfect. Well, when you're ready, let me know. And, uh, Thank you and we'll very have much. you back on. I appreciate it. So, uh, Frederick, we'll let you go. Thanks for staying, uh, you know, staying up late for us again. I appreciate it. So thanks. Thank you very much. Thanks, Frederick. Yeah, I'll remind the listeners that are out there, we're going to cut over. You're not going to see it right now if you're listening live. I'm actually going to cut you off. But we're going to cut you over if you're listening to the recorded version of an interview that I did with Terry Ryan from Adobe out at the Heartland Developer Conference uh, just, a, just a couple weeks ago. He had some interesting thing about what's going on with Creative Cloud and what's happening at Adobe, and we'll play that. Uh, I'll play that interview right behind this. But for Christian and for Frederick, we'll say thanks. I'm going to let the live folks go. I sorry, I've got to cut it out so late, so early uh, tonight. I need to head over to another podcast, so I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Jim Collison from the Heartland Developer Conference here in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, for 2014. I'm here with Terry Ryan. Terry works for Adobe and is our morning keynote for tomorrow. We're recording this on Thursday. He'll be coming in on Friday. Terry, thanks for coming out and being a part of what we do. Thanks for having me, Jim. Let's do a little bit, a uh, little focus on you. Just kind of tell us who you are, what you do, your position at Adobe, how long sure. you've been there, those kinds of things. Sure. Uh, so my name is Terry Ryan. Uh, I work for Adobe as a develop, uh, sorry, as a Creative Cloud evangelist. Uh, my current role is getting people to adopt Adobe Creative Cloud. Love Creative Cloud, by the way. Great to hear. Great yeah, to I, hear. I have a feature enhancement, but we'll cover that later. We can cover that, yeah. I'll be happy to pass <laughs> it along to the team. Um, but my role has evolved over the years. I started out as a developer evangelist, focused on Adobe's developer technologies, and have slowly kind of uh, gone from developer to creative. Yeah. Over the course of the Very cool. And where, where are you located? I, I'm based out of Philadelphia. Um, and I'm, there's no office there. I was going to say, that yeah. doesn't seem to be the mecca of... Uh, yeah, no, uh, evangelism is a heavily heavy on the road uh, yeah, I job you description, do. so yeah. there's no point to having me in the office. No, you're probably all around. Part of your job is to come and do these kinds of things. We deal with, like, Vince Cerf, who's a technical evangelist for, for Google and the father of the Internet, um, and, and those kinds of guys. Pete, I think, is even an evangelist from, from Microsoft, and so... Um, a cool job. You don't have to be there, but you probably get to spend a lot of time. You do a lot of I these conferences. I spend a lot of time in the Bay Area. Yeah, was, uh, yeah. And is Adobe, they're headquartered in? There's, they're, there's two main headquarters. There's San Jose and San Francisco. Okay. Um, today, most of the stuff is being done, I'd say, it's, it's split probably okay. between San Jose and San Francisco. Okay. Yeah, and I'm a San Jose kid. I grew up in San Jose. Oh, okay. I graduated from high school out there. I don't miss it. I'm just going to be honest with you. Okay. It's, I love Nebraska. Uh, I love the Bay Area. Okay. Weather's fabulous, all those things, but uh, I love Nebraska. And, and so we've just, what we say the wagon wheel broke and we just never, we just never left. So uh, The only thing you don't have is in and out right? Is what? in and out No. True. But you have steak. And I, we do I have. That, <laughs> I imagine that, that softens that blow a little we bit. We have <laughs> Omaha steaks. So. And uh, it's good. No, Nebraska is, and especially Omaha, is, I think, is one of the best kept secrets in the Midwest. And thriving tech community and everybody knows everybody but it's big enough that you can there's great opportunities and Warren Buffett lives here and we have ConAgra and UP and Berkshire and Gallup and, and a lot of the organizations that you know that are here yeah, Mutual of Omaha. Here a bunch. Uh, yeah. So yeah, good. It's definitely this is my I think third time here at HTC okay. and uh, 
No, I've been through here a bunch, and I good. I echo everything you say about. Yeah, no, good good conference, and our good friends at AIM are, are doing it now, and so we're excited about that. Uh, taking it kind of to the next level, so we're we're pretty excited about that. Let's talk a little bit about you. Uh, you wrote a book, but you're here speaking on your keynote. Talk a little bit about. Give me a little kind of a, syn you know, a synopsis of what you're going to talk about tomorrow during your keynote. Sure. So, uh, the keynote's about the book. The book is driving technical change, and the idea is you go to a conference like this, you you absorb new tech, and you want to bring it back to your office. Yeah. And invariably, you're met with resistance. No. No, it never happens. <laughs> it's always uh, a successful. You come back yep. with a hot idea. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I I experienced that a lot early in my career, and started tinkering with ways of 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 getting around that, and found that some things worked, some things didn't, and kind of came to the idea that you know this really was a patterns problem that people resist in patterns, and you can counter them in patterns. Mm -hmm. um, and so basically, what you do is you kind of survey your landscape, survey who's resisting you. And try to classify the resistance as one of a couple different kinds. For example, there's um, the burned, right? Is one, of my one of my types. Yeah. They've okay. used the technology, but either it was a bad implementation or it was too early in the cycle or whatever. I had but a bad manager. Had a bad manager, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe they screwed it up, but you don't want to <laughs> ring that bell too loudly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. at the end of the day, they've experienced it before, and so they just knee jerk, no, I don't want to do that again. Right. Like, no sequel didn't work for us once. You know, never going to work gonna again. Never going to use it again. Okay. Um, and what do you label them again as? The burn. The burn. Yes, okay. And they've been burned. Yes. No, I like it. Yeah, yeah. And basically, each one of them has like a, you know, like there's the uninformed, there's the, uh, the, uh, the time crunched, the, the cynic, the, uh, the irrational, which is their own type. Or the that. cynic. Is that the cynic? The cynic. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the ideas that I, I always say is that. When you go and present yourself, present whatever you're presenting an idea, you're trying to get people on board. Uh, in a technical role, intelligence is our currency, and right. so you want to look smart. You want to you want to get in front of a group and look smart. But it's actually much harder to be smart than it is to look smart. Yes. Because all you need to know, all you need to do to look smart, is be a little bit have a little bit of information of the smart yeah. person who prepped and yeah. So the cynic is, you know, they they need your no no on any new thing. Um, and they sort of, you know, they, they take you down by just, you know, those little, those little pieces. Yeah. And one of the key things I want to get across here is that most of these, with the exception of the irrational, they're actually rational reasons. And so being rational, being logical, you can argue your way through them, mm -hmm. uh, with the exception of the irrational. Yeah, yeah, because you're, you're never going to. Yeah. What, what was the genesis for the book? Why why write that when you wrote it? Uh, so um, I think it's been long enough that I can, I can say this without <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> pissing off former employers. So I had a bad experience of one employer and um, basically tried to make lemonade out of it. You sure. know, I learned all this sure. stuff by, yeah. by constantly running up against a brick wall and figuring right. out some of the things that worked. What if I could take that and not just, you know, codify it for myself, but mm -hmm. help other people with it? Yeah. You know, so. so a born out of the out of an experience, and then how yeah. much how much time did it take? You know, certainly you need to do a little research, collect your thoughts, write some stuff. How long was that process to get to the point so, where you're ready to really start writing? So I would say I spent maybe like a year, year and a half of sort of convincing myself that I had a book. And then um, 
Pragmatic uh, Bookshelf, which my publisher, they're fantastic. They have an open submission policy. Oh, great. So if you have a proposal for a book, they say, here's what you need to do to propose your book. Send it along to us. I did. They liked the idea. And uh, then it took about two years to write the book. Because mm. uh, at the same time I was uh, pitching the book, was also the same time where I was uh, trying to get the gig with Adobe, and they hit at the same time, of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, never, never. Yeah. Uh, no, it guarantees when that. It, yeah. when it rains, it pours. And yeah. so, Which isn't a bad thing. No, no, it's absolutely a good thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, it took me about two years to write from start to finish. So a couple of your process to get to... have What what has been... And when did it publish? How long has it been? Uh, let's see, 2010? Oh, it's just been five years? Yeah. What's been the residual effect of that for you? Have there have you had people come to you? Because this is a this is a passionate subject, right? I mean, you're talking, you're 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 dealing with people's emotions in the workplace. This is about how people respond to yeah. change emotionally. Well, and I think I think uh, in general, um, whenever you get feedback unsolicited, you're going to get one of two kinds, <laughs> right? You're going to get uh, no one says, "Hey, that thing you did, yeah, you did it." Yeah, uh, they either love it or they hate it. <laughs> Um, right, right. So on the negative side, criticism has been like this is all common sense. Yeah. On the positive side, it's maybe common sense, but I wish someone had told me, you know, when I started, you know, yeah. five years ago. So I, yeah. I think that's been the, the thing. And it, you nailed it. You hit the head on, the, hit the nail on the head. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I, just, I get the metaphor. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I metaphorically challenged myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, that it's emotional. It's it's yeah. it's not, you know. Yes, you can reason your way through it, but the fact of the matter is, is you know, technology is rife with position, the situations where the best technology, from a objective standpoint, doesn't win. Right. Um, and there are plenty of reasons for that. Yeah. And and this is another one of those cases where it's not enough to be right, because we as developers we often think binarily, you know, like, yeah. well, if it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, right, it's wrong. equals good. Yeah. Right equals win. Yeah. That's not and always the case. No. Um, and so. Yeah. You know, one of the one of the big points I make is that you know you need these new skills in order to um, you, you need to dip into office politics and people hate office politics, but at the end of the day, yeah. like they're there. Um, and so, in so much as that you want people to adopt a new thing, you have to be willing to adopt a new thing, which yeah. is fighting on a different plane, which yeah. is be political, interpersonal, and not based solely on the merits of the technology. Yeah. Would, would you consider it a guide to office politics in some ways? Because it's um, almost like a survival guide, right? It is. In some ways? It, it can be. The but title I think... could be How to Get Done What You Want Done. <laughs> well, you know, there's a couple couple caveats there. First one being that, you know, it is very focused on I've got a new thing that I want pushed through. Right. How do I push it through? It's not going to tell you how to deal with the fact that, you know, you you pissed off your boss on day right. five, and it's been a nightmare. He's still like holding a grudge. Yeah, that thing, that's not going to help with. Right. But in general, when you've got an agenda of something you want to push forward, this is, this yeah. is something that's going to help. Yeah. Uh, because the office politics as a as a whole is such a giant yeah, It's giant really hard. Topic. It's really hard. Yeah, the technology, I think, dwarfs Now, this is, this is where I'm a bad marketer. I should, totally, totally should say, no, no, buy the book. It'll solve every <laughs> problem you ever have. No, um, I think... But no, it is a very... It's very targeted for, yeah. for this. Well, it's interesting. Often, often, and it assumes you're right. That's the other thing. Like, right. One of the early caveats yeah. is like, assuming that you've done your work and you, this yeah. actually is a technology that would help right. your workplace. Right. You know, because if you're pushing the wrong thing, it doesn't matter if you're doing it for the right ways. Either you'll you'll succeed 
and then find out it was the wrong thing later yeah. down the road, yeah. or you know, we've had I've had that happen. Did Did you find that you had to write the book whether anybody bought it or not? Did you feel like it was one of those things you're like I got to get this out of me? Yeah, I, I think I think so. I think I, I wanted I you know yeah 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 no I think I find that interesting. When I first started blogging, I felt that way. I'm like I have things to say. I don't care if anybody reads them. In fact, one of the very first blogs I ever wrote, you know, seven years ago, was like, I, I don't care if you read this. You know, this is for me. It's a, it's a healing process. It's a therapeutic process. It's a, it's a celebration process. Um, I'm gonna write it whether you like it or not. And in your case, you know, you just happened. There was enough material, and it was written well enough, and it was published. Well, I think that's also a real good point. That through the, you know, I started writing the book from a place of anger, right? <laughs> sure. And over sure. the course of it, like. Having to put yourself in someone else's shoes, having to, like, no, you know, a lot of times I was in fights with people yeah. over over stuff, and they're they weren't wrong, right, you know, right. like just because they yeah. disagree, you know, coming yeah. to that conclusion that you know, yeah. like, you know, understanding that the time crunch, you know, people that that they're just so they're they're pegged, right, like they're processors at 100%, yep. they can't, and it's so been that way yep, for a while, exactly, and they can't take the time <laughs> no. to maybe do something that might. Edge them down because yeah. they're they're just they're stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, understanding where that comes from, understanding what it's like to be in that position, and then like trying to figure out how you can navigate around that. Yeah, I think that'd be a great guide too for college students going into the workplace. Is like, what? Welcome to office politics, and they have they've witnessed this in college. It's not nothing new to them, right? But it is one of those things I find myself. We do a lot of interns, and I find myself doing a lot of counseling with the interns, especially after they've been there for less than a year and saying okay <laughs> let me because they'll come to me like this shouldn't be yeah. it should not be this way and I'm like okay let me this humans involved uh, this is not a machine this is not school where you get whatever you want and the professors are you know doing whatever it takes to get you to pass the class this is life and uh, and so it sounds to me like there's some great material in there at least uh, you know like well, the, the the survival guide to office policy no, I yeah. think that that's really like you know there's a concept for martial arts where um, you start with a white belt, and then you gradually get different colored belts, and you yeah. get a black belt, and then over time, as a black belt, eventually you you wash it enough, because you, you use it enough, that it eventually fades back to white. Mm -hmm. And there's the same idea with office politics, that people start to say, oh, there's no office politics, I'm out of college, there's no real office politics, this is a tech job, right? Yeah, right? And then they start to realize it's there, and they're like, I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. And then some people take the path of like, well, no, I'm going to... I'm going to. All right, I'm going to actively try. I hate. Right. I'm going to hold my nose, but I'm going to go and I'm going to. I'm going to try to do this. So they they wiggle a bit and they find that oh, like I did a little bit of office politics in the work. Yeah. So then they start to master it. They start to become good. They start to like I know before I do this that I got to talk to Bob because Bob shuts down everything. So yeah. I talk to him first and get him on side. And, yeah. and then at the at the end of it, they're at a point where. They just know. They got a new idea. They talk to Bob. They get his approval. They bring it in. They bring it in to the rest of the group. They know. Don't bring it in on Monday or Friday. Bring it in. You know, and they, they learn that. Make sure and you then, donuts. And then for them, office politics has disappeared. Right. Right. Because and then they say they don't have any, but exactly. they've learned to navigate the exactly. system. Yeah. Yeah. No, tons of truth and all that. And and uh, and certainly uh, it exists, and so we got to learn how to deal with it. And so tell me the name of the book again. It's called Driving Technical Change. Okay. Um, available... Uh, a Kindle? Pride, uh, so Kindle version? There is a Kindle version. Okay. Um, Prideprog.com does not, um, they don't sell through Amazon. Okay. Uh, so you go to Prideprog.com gotcha. and uh, you can find it. And they'll, they give you 
all of the ver like you get Kindle like basically you buy an electronic copy of the book and they give you whatever format. Whatever you they yeah. give you everything. Yeah. Very good. We'll put a link to that in the YouTube show notes right down below the video here if you're watching right below. Uh, it'll be there, and you can uh, you can pick that up as well. Let's talk uh, for a few minutes just about Adobe while I have you, because sure. you're a, you're an evangelist. And it's your job. You've got to do it. You're obligated to. So you have to exactly. answer all of my customer complaint questions right now. Yes. All right. <laughs> no, actually none none whatsoever. What's going on new at Adobe? Creative Cloud was a gigantic change from super expensive software to a subscription model. Um, and then there's been some variations in that of the subscription models. But what's new? What's going on? What do you want to if you could highlight one thing going on in Adobe, what would I you think say? the really big exciting thing that we have working on is um, a new crop of mobile apps hmm. that are really, instead of trying to do stuff that you do on the desktop, but somehow kludge it onto, the, onto a tablet, figure out how can we actually make the tablet a, a creative device sure. that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Oh, um, good. And so we've... We've combined with a new hardware offering from us, uh, Ink and Slide, which are um, it's a, a stylus and a ruler. So the idea is you can actually use these to draw straight lines in ways you couldn't necessarily do before yeah. um, in drawing apps. And bringing um, some of Adobe's IP around image manipulation to the cloud. So, for example, um, there's a piece of tech we have called uh, Contentware Fill. I don't know if you're familiar mm. with it, but basically... You know, before, like, you know, you want to remove this thing. You've got this perfect picture, except there's a rock in the middle of the field, and it breaks whatever you're trying to do. Right. Um, and before, it's relatively easy. You can you can highlight it and then do some work to, to, to remove it and replace it from other pieces. Or you can just circle it, uh, hit fill, content aware, and it will do all that work for you okay. and use algorithms to make yeah. it match perfect. It's really great tech. It really, it's one of those things where, you know, what you see on movies that, like, you always know, like, people are doing, like, oh, they just got them right. Yeah. Like, no, you actually can do it now just like that. Yeah. But it's very processor intensive. Okay. So coming to a tablet, it's just not going to work. Right. But what we've done is we put that stuff in the cloud right. so that our apps, you circle... You circle that on the tablet, it takes it, sends it up to the cloud, processes it, brings it back faster than you can ever do it on the tablet. Right. And so you start to be able to make really really interesting choices. Yeah. So, for example, one of our things is uh, something called Shake Reduce. So if your camera shipped and you took the picture, you get a blurry picture. But you can you do Shake Aware, uh, sorry, Camera Shake Reduction, which will get rid of the reduction. It's really mm -hmm. amazing when you see it. Now, it's one of those settings that have a whole bunch of little knobs that you're going to twiddle, you know, twiddle with until you get the right thing. Well, we're sending it to the cloud, right? So why don't we set it, and we'll do those multiple different settings, and we'll use our intelligence about what the right settings usually are to present you three copies of it. So which one is the clearest? As opposed to doing it on the desktop where... You'd be doing it iteratively. Yeah, yeah. We can right. do it sequentially, bring it down, and say which one is the best. Yeah, just tell me which is the best, and you can have so, it. So not yeah. just duplicating what you do on the desktop, but figuring out ways to use the tablet and the yeah. cloud together to do it in just fantastic ways we wouldn't think of before. Very cool. No, very cool. I'm always, I've always been super impressed with what Adobe's doing. I know it's a gigantic company with a whole bunch of stuff that they bought. Um, Reader is, is had its struggles at times. It seems like we're kind of through most of that. Yeah, with, I mean, there's a very yeah. special challenge with securing software yeah. that, that sits on 99% uh, of the well, Yeah, the well, you know, Microsoft yeah. called. They have the exact same problem. <laughs> yes. So it's uh, it's always tough. 
Um, I, as a podcaster, I'll just since I've got you, I'd love we'd love to see some embrace like that for the podcast community, which is help us make our audio that we push up and then have addition online to make those edits and then kick it out because there's a you know there's a, in audition there's tons of filters right and and the number one question we get with uh, podcast coaching is man how do I operate those filters how do I make that sound really good how do I you know you're gonna have and every audio engineer will tell you five steps that are completely different than exactly, the other five steps you've heard. exactly so that'd be great too it's I think with audio it's the same thing run it through some filters levelers, normalizers, I mean, some of the stuff we use all the time, and then present to me, here's the three files, which one sounds the best to you? Right? Well, have you, have you encountered Adobe Voice at all? I have not, So no. Adobe Voice is an app um, for telling stories, so basically it's a tablet-based app. You select slides, you record audio, you, um, it's very simple. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's basically um, a tablet-based story presenting yeah, sure. But one of the things we found was we originally had like crazy audio scrubbing in it. Um, and then I think we switched at the last moment because we weren't happy with it to a very simple, like just a band, you know, yeah. very simple filter. Kind of normalization and boom. And, and the response from that, everybody's asking, like, what did you guys do? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we actually didn't do that much. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where, you know, doing. Very simple, right things yeah. is the easiest. Yeah. And then, of course, yeah. having a good mic is... It does help, yeah. right? And in this situation, you know, with these mics, they're designed just for this environment. Yeah. We pick up a little bit of the conference noise, which is what I want. I would yeah. not scrub this out. I'm, it's intended to be that way. I want that. Yeah. Show but that you're in a dynamic yeah, place. Yeah, no, exactly. And it, it, But it's if we get close enough to them, I, we, we get great sound out of them, you know? Um, but there are some, there are some, you know, the podcast community is growing. It's growing rapidly, and an audition is one of those tools we all use. A lot of us use. But I'd love to see some of what you guys are taking to pictures, movies, and apply that to audio um, and video. Because you know, today I'm dependent on Google. To if they're the only ones doing this kind of amazing work with video content and putting it out. Certainly you guys have all the stuff. We have the IP, we just don't have it in the cloud yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it is stuff that we're looking at. Good, um, good. It's definitely stuff that we're looking at and there's stuff yeah. in discussion and yeah. internally. Um, but uh, right now, like it's it's, yeah. it's a little further yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm obligated to say this and to I'm, you. And I'm, <laughs> but I, I'm, I, think it's, I think it's very valid points. Yeah, yeah. Uh, podcasters around the world would be like, you had who from Adobe and you didn't? You know, the other thing we'd love to see is uh, uh, you have a photographer's. So today's podcaster, I want to use Edition and, and is Final Cut. No, what's Premiere. that? Premiere. So I want to use those two. Today, I'm, today I use Audacity and I use Windows Movie Maker, which are two terrible. Right? They're just they're they're okay, but I, I want those two tools. I can't I can't buy them out. I I, I want the same thing our photographer friends get, yeah. which is that that. So I know you can't. I know you so, don't yeah. set pricing, and, and but it really comes down to the photographers were enough of a, yeah. an audience. All right, so we need to, it, to make a bunch so of noise. We need to make a lot of noise. That's really what it All comes right. down to. It starts today. Do it. <laughs> No, good. That would just be, I always think about that every time I go out and look and think, oh, am I going to subscribe? Is it time? Because I think I'm using an old, old version of, of Audition, like three. And because I need, the, I need it to convert my MP3s. It has that, 
it has that uh, Funkenheiser or whatever MP3 encoder. That uh, and I don't want to use iTunes. I have no. That's the other place I could go to do it. You know, to get it done. But so every once in a while, about once a year, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to go out and check the Creative Cloud site and see what my options are, hoping there'll be a new one. I knew you had some new announcements come out recently, right? Was there some recent changes? It wasn't there. But anything in the new announcements that besides what you talked about? Uh, those are probably the okay. big the big pieces. Okay. The one thing that um, you know I'd say about Creative Cloud. Um, part of the reason why we're hesitant to break it up into yeah. smaller pieces yeah. is because we found that, especially among creatives, the push is there for them to do more in different spaces. Most photographers are also doing video now. Video people have to do web. Web people have to do photos and video. Like, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. And what we found is if we can drop the buffet price right. down to a price that it's it's a value to you to get what you need, then you get everything else too, sure. and you can find that, you know, actually, you know, Photoshop is better for your use cases. So you you yeah. bought it for Premiere and and uh, and uh, Audition, but wow, Photoshop and like all these new features make it so much easier. Yeah. Um, so we've done a lot around making sure that you can discover what the new sure. features are. Sure. That's the other thing we just throw. Feature, 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 feature at you. How can we make that process better with better learning materials yeah. and whatnot? Yeah. But I think it comes down to the fact that, you know, as a whole, creative work has become this monolithic range of yeah. stuff. Yeah. And we'd rather go after let's bring everybody up, and it's a win-win because we're selling yep. a product and you yep. guys are all increasing. And that's sort of the strategy yeah. behind that. No, I totally get it. Yeah. But as a selfish podcaster. No, I understand. Video and audio, or, you know, and but. Now, but you say that, though, and you're right, because once I started using it, then I'd be like, oh, boy, it'd be nice to have Photoshop to be able to make this art, this album art, that I, right, it would be, oh, it would be nice to have, to do the web, it would be nice to have some of those tools, so I totally get where you're coming from on that as well, so, just to be a fair consumer. Yeah, no, no, I, and totally I, I understand, uh, it's... You know, it's 50 bucks a month. You usually knock down to 30 bucks a month. Yeah. And it's just basically our challenge is making sure there's enough value to you right. that yeah. 30 bucks a month is a fair trade. Right. Um, and that's right. what we're doing by adding intelligence. You know, all of our mobile apps are free. Yeah. All of you know, yeah. basically trying to make the cloud as as high a value as possible. So yep. you don't say, I want, I want, I just want these pieces. I only want to pay for these pieces. You say, 30, you know, 50 bucks a month for all of that. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I was a full-time podcaster, that was my job, no-brainer, as the part-time podcaster. Yep. And what a lot of us are, 50 bucks, even 30 is a yeah. little, you're like, oh. Totally so, understand. Anyways, not good or bad, just little feedback from the it, podcast no, community. Prosumer yeah, yeah. is a tough space. Yeah. That's, oh, you know, no, like, right, totally. It's a, it's a very, there yeah. are a lot of you. Yep. Um, yeah. But and, how do we. And we're a pain to support. Right, because it's like everybody's got these weird problems, and and uh, no, I get that. I, I live in the Microsoft space, and so I totally understand the consumer, you know, the consumer problems. But yeah. hey, I appreciate the conversation with yeah. you because I I have never gotten a chance to talk with somebody from Adobe. You're the right guy to do that. We're not expecting any change, but it, it's great to just have no, that conversation. No, and, and we're with not, you, you know, we're not shutting the door. Yeah, no, on no. any of those sorts of not uh, at all. Bundles. Just know if you're ever in a meeting and somebody says. Hey, we were thinking about audition, and you're like, I know some podcasters. Anyways, we. It's I think I think 
there's no there's no plans to do any sort of other yeah, yeah. packages right yeah, now. Yeah. If there was going to be an X one, the one I hear most isn't audio. It's it's AV as sure. the total package. Yeah. Um, which would I don't include, know if that would which help. would include what? Um, there. Well, I mean, do you think? Again, this is hypothetical. No, absolutely. No, no, I get you. We have really scared. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Trust I me, I would. I would say the Premiere, After Effects, Audition, um, those three. You probably most people that use those also use Photoshop to some degree. Yeah, yeah. So that I would think that. That's a possibility, but that is yeah. a total no, hypothetical no, no, no. based on what I hear from people asking for it. But in the grand scheme of things, most of the AV, most most people that are doing professional AV, like yeah. you know, that are right. doing all that, right. their stuff is so expensive that yes. fifty bucks a month is they don't is, even is a drop they don't even bat an eye. And again, yeah. it's difficult. You know, <laughs> working with marketing for so long, I know when marketing is unhappy with how much we're charging and our customers are unhappy with how much we're charging, we're probably in the right spot, unfortunately. <laughs> Yes. Um, yep. Yeah. So, yeah. You've got the one wants to charge more, one wants less. You've met in the middle. They're both angry. Yeah. And so, uh, no, I uh, think it's I, I am um, I am both intrigued um, and interested in the directions Adobe is going with, with their stuff. And and I think as a podcast community in general, we land more because so many podcasters do this stuff on a shoestring. You know, it's a hobby. It's and, and to commit. Fifty bucks a month, just in that scenario, it's like, oh man, that no, no, is. I understand. You know, um, Wish we had a better solution. Well, hey, you know what? Keep working on it, and I just appreciate the conversation around it. Uh, not, not what I intended to go to, but since I was thinking about it, you got uh, me. So, uh, I, no, I, and I appreciate your openness on Terry. Well, so uh, thanks for coming out. Thanks for being a part of it. Good luck tomorrow morning. We'll be here. I'll try and pop in and hear your discussion. But thanks for the interview. I appreciate it. Thanks very much. For yeah, you bet. Thank you.